Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. I'm coming at you guys this week with the second part of my boy band slash girl groups episode of the podcast with Emily Fair. Uh, first part was last week. We ended up talking for a very, very long time because Emily knows a lot about this topic. Um, so I'm still in the process of editing. This might be the second and final part, but there may be a part three. Um... I'm sure you'll know by the end. Um, But yeah, guys, before we get back into it, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at James P. Crowley. Follow me on Twitter at James P. Crowley 68. Follow me on TikTok at James P. Crowley. And subscribe to the newsletter, jamescrowley.substack.com. Let's get into it. Cool. Bye. Anyway, let's <laughs> roll into your next pick, this, which is Love Bug by the Jonas Brothers. Called you for the first time yesterday. Finally found the missing part of me. I felt so close, but you were far away. Left me without anything to say. Now I'm speechless, over the edge, I'm just breathless. It's I might split it into a two-part, depending on how this goes. Yes, we're epic. But, uh, let's I mean, roll into Jonas the next- Brothers, I, I've seen them in concert three times. I've never seen them, so. Yeah, I mean, I became friends with uh, this girl, Amanda, in middle school, who transferred into uh, the school, I think, in, like, seventh grade, sixth grade. Um, and she was obsessed with all things Disney or Disney adjacent, including Jonas Brothers. So in terms of like my fandom stuff, like it really developed with her because she was so into it and it was something that we could bond over. And I was like the more kind of um, sarcastic one while she was like the more endearing, like she was like so excited about everything. So we would go to these concerts and she would just be like screaming and I'd be like singing along but being like, haha, Amanda, calm down. But it's like we talked about like who are people. That's kind of like what happens when you and I go to shows now where I get in the pit and you're like, I'm going to stand off to the side. Yeah, but that's because I feel <laughs> I, like I'm going to get killed, even though I probably I won't. Um, but for me, it's like with Lord, I get like super emotional. And then the people are like, are you okay? <laughs> I've cried at every Lord show I've gone to. Um, but with the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say something similar, but it's unrelated. Go to the Jonas Brothers. Uh, so with the Jonas Brothers, her favorite was Nick, and mine was Joe. And, like, Ace we... Kevin's I mean, the low-key best one. Okay. Kevin was the one that's, like, he was older. He was, like, a little more uh, offbeat, I guess you could say. It was yeah. just, like, not the choice. He didn't sing. He just, like... So the thing with... That I want to talk about this is... I I got crushes on, like, NSYNC and all these, uh, like, Dream Street, these bands when I was younger. But Jonas Brothers was around the time when... It's like these crushes are sort of the first way that girls can show their sexuality in a 
uh, in a way that isn't. Well, when you have a crush on someone, them. yeah. When you have a crush on someone in in sync, when you're five, it's very different from being more adult. And like, even if you're like twelve or thirteen, you're starting to have like sexual feelings. And yeah, like, I was like a especially. Yeah, and so, like the Jonas Brothers are close to your age. Yeah, exactly. So I was reading like fan fiction and stuff. It wasn't like super sexy fan fiction, but sure. like. Like, Amanda had, like, posters of them in her room. Um, I mean, we, we can get more into fan fiction for One Direction, because that's, <laughs> that's where it got a little bit more. Uh, not too much. I, I don't want my employers to listen to this. <laughs> um, but basically... Robbing this in your slack. Oh, God. Um, but I think it's interesting, like, the type that you're attracted to. So... With Nick, he was more like the sensitive one, the more like singer-songwritery one, versus with Joe, for me, he was more of like the class clown, the more like sort of um, kind of edgy, like not edgy edgy, because they were low-key like a Christian band without yeah. saying it. But well, they always Joe talked for about me, hmm? they always talked about being religious, and I, I the Rolling I mean, Stone the cover was. Rings. The Rolling Stone cover, I might get the order wrong, but it was God, Girl's Guitar. Yeah. And it was very interesting, this, like, Christian revival then. And it's come around now with, like, Hillsong and everything. But the Purity Rings, Miley Cyrus, all of that. And another thing that I really liked following then was, like, the whole dating drama. Like, between Joe Demi, um, Nick Selena. Yeah, Nick and Miley. And it was, well it was Selena too. So it was very interesting to follow all of that on oceanup.com, which is where me and Amanda would get all this information. And that's where like, I found out about Justin Bieber for the first time, all of that. And this was sort of during the golden age of paparazzi in terms of like 2007, 2009 and Paris Hilton and all of that was around where it was on like the end of it. I was going on Perez Hilton all the time, TMZ, um just getting that like celebrity information and like these teen stars were a big part of that and i was sort of like vicariously living through it since we were in this like boring fucking suburbia right and los angeles felt like this such foreign place to me and compared to new york city which i like adored it felt like very it felt like i don't want to say it it just felt too foreign to me in a way that I was like, I don't want to be there. Like, but it was fun to read about. Right. And it's, it's funny because I'm in LA now and I'm just like, oh, this is pretty boring. <laughs> like, because this, when I say the city, it's New York City. And that's what we grew up being like, oh, this is the city. And when yeah. you're in Los Angeles, like there are quote unquote skyscrapers in very uh, specific places. But it's mostly a suburbia across and I am in a very residential area where I am right now. I'm in a house, but I'm literally two blocks from the sunset strip. Right. Which is like the comedy store, like all these very iconic things like Chateau Marmont is pretty close to where I am. So it's very interesting in terms of the city layout. But basically what I'm trying to say is like this for me was sort of my dialing into celebrity culture, dialing into these, things that would sort of follow me for the rest of my life in terms of like, I really love pop culture 
and I was really dialing into these Disney Channel stars and learning everything I could about them. And Amanda and I would like quiz each other. It would be like high school musical too. Yeah. And it was just that thing that I didn't become known for as much, but she did. It was like our thing together. It's that thing that we could bond over. And it sort of was an identifier as well. So it was a way for us to like get all these weird feelings that we had, like about ourselves, our identities, um, sexual or cultural, whatever, and put it onto something. That's very interesting. It's kind of interesting to hear that now because like, I mean, I've done a full 180 on the Jonas Brothers. Um, I think that Happiness Begins was kind of a boring album, but like, mm-hmm. even like when I was 13, I like couldn't stand the Jonas Brothers, which was around yeah. the time they were huge. And I was like, this well, is why stupid. Why couldn't you stand them? Uh, well, one, I was, I was only listening to heavy metal. Like, even like bands that like I love now, and I did really like at the time, I wouldn't tell people that I liked because I was like, no, I have to listen to metal and only metal. Um, which is stupid. How does this but... relate to what we were talking about before, though? No, with the so Beatles. <laughs> I ha- I hated what teenage girls liked. Exactly, and I'm not saying that was your fault, but that's what we were conditioned to think. Right, totally, and I think, but I also think that there was an aspect of like sexual frustration that came with that mm-hmm. too. Um, like these because, girls were attracted to them, these soft Right, boys. and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, well, you know, and granted, I was a soft boy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was an emotional, annoying kid. My favorite Marilyn Manson songs were the ones that he was sad, mm-hmm. but that's not, you know, what you want to project when you tell people, oh, I listen to Marilyn Manson, you want to, you know, be like, I'm tough, I'm scary, you know. Mm-hmm whatever and then like you know girls are like well nick jonas is hot and i'm like well i like watching this video where marilyn manson is you know eating a dominatrix's pussy you know <laughs> which like you I'm know like imagining if i heard that at 11 i'd be like <gasps> yeah where i you know like he's mutilating people and i'm like well you know not surprised the way i turned out sexually <laughs> watching all those marilyn right. manson videos but <laughs> I mean, that time is the sexual awakening. Right. But, like, and then, like, it's funny now, too, just because, like, you know, my notes on this song in particular, this isn't necessarily a Jonas Brothers song that I think is very good. Um, This could be a plain white tease song until Uh it gets to um, the guitar solo when it's a Def Leppard song. Um, yeah, I found I find it very interesting because of that progression, and you probably should have watched the music video for this. But it's very fifties inspired. Um, I kind sort of, of has that fifties boy band aesthetic. I kind of remember. I think they played this at the VMAs that year, and they were uh-huh. like sitting on a stoop. Yeah, I mean, and I like that's the, the only thing I really remember from it. I think the the music video they're in like very light suits, and the thing in this was that. Um, I'm blanking on her name, but Camilla something. Who, no, this was before. Camilla <laughs> Bello? She was in like some movies. She had very prominent eyebrows, but she was in the video and Joe was dating her and it was a big deal because he 
I forget the timeline, but basically Joe had been dating Taylor Swift and then he dumped her and got with Camilla. And that was another that was, aspect of it that was like so exciting to us. Yeah. And, and that's uh, like something I get excited about now. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's that living vicariously through them. It's like I didn't have real relationship drama when I was in middle school or like early high school. I was too scared to talk to any boys in that sort of way. And you were too Even, scared like, to confront people. Exactly. <laughs> we talked about. No, but like I had a crush on this boy and I was like never gonna say anything because he was like quote unquote popular and I was like more like middling, I guess. Like yeah. but my f- so called friends, like he had the locker next to me because our names were close in the alphabet. And she, like, like one of my so-called friends, like, wrote that I liked him on my birthday um, wrapping paper that she put on my locker. So I had to, like, run up and tear it off. And it was, like, the drama of whether or not I was invited to his bar mitzvah or, like, if I got invited to, like, he and these other boys were going around, like, inviting girls to like, quote-unquote, to the middle school dance, and then there literally had to be an announcement about how we needed to stop doing that because it was inappropriate. Like, it was over the loudspeaker. But these were during these times when we were going through all this confusion and all of these weird gender dynamics. And we could, like, see in the celebrity culture, like, kind of what we were supposed to play out and what we were expected to do when we were older. And you can also see that in terms of like rom-coms, et cetera, like Disney Channel movies. But when I was singing Taylor Swift also, in addition to Jonas Brothers, Jonas Brothers, they were singing to me. Taylor Swift was, I was singing, like she was singing for me. Like, we're covering a variety of topics, but I think yeah. the the main thing through boy bands and girl groups that relates to all of these is gender dynamics and coming of age and how different boys and girls or are expected to be and how their tastes are supposed to align one way or the other and what happens um like when you say you don't like the Jonas Brothers yeah and the reasons why the reasons behind that and the the reasons why I liked them etc like some people that are listening might be go like, oh, you guys are going too deep, but I, I would like write a paper about this. Like I find this oh, stuff no, it's fascinating. definitely interesting. Um, and I mean, there's a pretty good Chuck Klosterman essay in Eating the Dinosaur where he talks about what's kind of ironic. He doesn't really get into the genders, but he gets into how teenagers, the only thing that they are allowed to define is popular music. Uh Um, because he says you know everything else books movies tvs the things that are good in those are all almost unanimously decided by adults i don't Um, think that's true anymore though and i think it's less true also a popular this was 2009 yeah but when you talk about popular music and it being 
good. Like you just said, you didn't like the Jonas Brothers. Right. And I also there, didn't like any popular music, though. Yeah, but I'm, there were a lot of yeah. boys. Like, once we get to One Direction, oh, yeah. who I love, um, I remember some people that you know who I had a crush on, they're like, I fucking hate One Direction. And it's like, it's because you were threatened by them. That's why. Um, um, but basically, you- I think... Sorry? Oh, go go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Well, in terms of, like, the teens not being able to decide what's good or not, it's, like, with fashion, with, like, everything on TikTok, everything that's, like, what is cool and what's not comes from teens, in my opinion. And it's, like, it's up to the adults writing the think pieces and whatever shit to decide if it's good or not. But we need to take what teens like seriously and think about why they like it. And I think there's a little bit more of that now. Yeah, YA is so popular. Yeah. Um, that I stand by is bad. <laughs> it depends on the YA. I mean, Hunger Games, the second one, was fucking amazing. And, like, Harry no, Potter, obviously, was... I loved the I, movie. I, uh, the movie was fine. I, I really... Uh, I'll tell you another time about why I, mean, I hate I, that book. I, I mean, I haven't seen or read it in a while, but when I watched it, I was like, this is it. The thing I remember about reading the book was that was the year everyone read The Hunger Games. And I read the first one and I thought this was okay, which like was my thought. It wasn't like, and like I was reading a lot that year and Mm -hmm. like I read other books that I really enjoyed. Um, And I read that and I thought this is okay. I'll read the next one. And I remember reading Catching Fire, because that's the second one, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone telling me, oh my god, the last chapter of that's amazing. The last page of that's incredible. The last paragraph is going to blow your mind. And then I got there, and I'm like, that was it? Well, that's because um, it like, was up so much for you. Right. It's like when people kept telling me The Hangover was so good, and then it's like, I found out about the whole like Mike Tyson, Tiger, blah 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 yeah. and I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like when Hangover, I actually watched it. <laughs> I do think it's very good. But <laughs> No, but it's like it was so hyped up for me in that when yeah. I saw it, I was like, it could never reach that echelon that I had yeah. heard in mind. And it's like that with classic movies sometimes, like with Breathless. I just like I couldn't connect to it emotionally or or anything. Um, and it was told to me to be like one of the greatest movies ever made. And it's like with monsters and monster movies. It's like what you think of in your mind is scarier than what you're shown. Yeah. And your mind, you can make something to be the most amazing thing ever. And nothing is ever going to live up to that necessarily. Unless it's like, it's the stuff that surprises you is yeah. the stuff that r- you really think is amazing. Um, but in terms of the Hunger Games, going back to gender dynamics, the reason why... I loved that series so much is because Katniss was strong female character. Exactly. I mean, I don't love that term, but she, she actually was doing stuff other than just pining for the boy. It was the anti twilight and the guy that she ended up with PETA. He was not the strong silent type. He was like baking bread and shit. Like he was a nice boy who typically is the one that you're like oh he's too nice you throw him away i'm gonna end up with the bad boy and it was just nice i mean i wasn't like team peter team gail or whatever but it was just refreshing 
and seeing Jennifer Lawrence play that was really nice. Should we get back to music? <laughs> uh, well, you screwed up my transition. <laughs> when you were like, oh, most amazing thing ever. I'm like, let's get into the thing that I thought was the most amazing thing ever when I was five years old, which is the song Bye 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 by Bye Bye Bye. first concert in was my first favorite band not my first favorite song that was uh superman by goldfinger but oh my, my first favorite band was in sync it's interesting because we were just talking about you hating jonas brothers but it was this is before you were developing in sexuality etc so it was like yeah when you're a little boy you can like a broader range of things because it's assumed you'll yeah. grow out of it um, yeah yeah. And like, I mean, I really, the, I remember the way I was kind of hip to this hip. was like, yeah, well, because I was five years old and, you know, the first friend I made in elementary school was Jax. And uh, she was like, oh, let's, you know, we ended up having a play date and like, you know, we were in a room and she was like, she just put this on and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the like, production on this, great. Yeah. It's like really the only sync song that I think still holds up, in my opinion. Because um, when it comes to sync versus Backstreet, like in my adult life, I'm team Backstreet. I mean, the thing, I don't go back and listen to these, but I was a total hoe for sync. I think also to me, they were just cuter, I guess. I don't know. Of course, yeah. I loved Lance Bass because I always like the the people who turn out to be not attracted to me. <laughs> but um, in sync to me, they were just cooler. They're edgier. Yeah. And Backstreet yeah. Boys, I understand, like, maybe their harmonies and, like, the dancing. Like, actually, I think, when I think about it, NSYNC, Yeah, the songs are better. In sync, actually, their harmonies were really great live, but... Just like the whole puppet shit, like that was so cool. Oh yeah, no, I like I love the music videos. I liked I liked really everything about In Sync, you know, at the at the time. And it's in retrospect, you know, you could kind of say In Sync ultimately was more successful because of Justin Timberlake, who mm -hmm. has had you know the best solo career out of either of the two bands. It's interesting too because he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. So he had yeah. his own thing going. A couple on. of them were, right? I don't think so. I think it was. I think actually, there might have been one JC more. JC Shaza, Shaza, yeah. however you say it, um, was also in it, I think. But they had something else coming in versus, as far as I know, the Backstreet Boys didn't have like a built in quote unquote fan no. base. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I fucking loved Aaron Carter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, he had the Backstreet Boys. Exactly. Um, and now Aaron Carter is hella problematic. Yeah. That's sad. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't have much else to say about NSYNC. 
I mean, a lot of the stuff that I was going to bring up was like about that exploitation. We've already talked. Yeah. And we kind of touched. It happened. We could talk about how uh, Lance Bass was forced to be closeted. Or at least he felt like he was forced to be. He dated uh, Danielle Fischel at that time, too. Yeah. And I, re- I think jealous? that they're still close a little bit because, like, Danielle <laughs> Fischel. Kind of, I mean, Danielle Fischel is still very attractive, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, like, you know, they were, like, super close. And I think, I could be wrong on this, I think he did come out to her because they were dating, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, the Lance Bass I'm Gay cover was, like, iconic. Yeah. That was um, during the times when people were, like, coming out more often. And... Yeah. We were becoming slightly less homophobic as a society. I mean, I still had to teach people to not say uh, the F word in school. Yeah. And you say, probably still do, to be totally honest. I mean, I don't know what's happening in schools today, but I think people are much less tolerant of that, uh, at least where we came from. Um, I think in Briarcliff currently, like, that's not a thing that is tolerated as much, or you get called out a bit more. Um, but the people that I was talking to, like, did musical theater, and they were using it as, like, a defense mechanism. Yeah. And no one really called it out, but I just happened to be on Tumblr more, and (laughs) despite being in a very, um cloister community i was able to look outside of my community through that and also my mom had gay friends so i was a bit more um it was a bit more apparent to me like it was a bit more a part of my life yeah and yeah we were just very sheltered yeah um and i went to catholic school before briarcliff so you know very very sheltered um yeah but let's roll along into your next pick, which is my favorite song, unsurprising from your playlist. Uh, Five Seconds of Summer, She Looks So Perfect. this is just a great song yeah um, and the american apparel underwear thing that's just so of the time there's also this song that they did where i defined it but there's this music video they did on a roller coaster and i was just obsessed with it but it was like a b-side or something i'll find the name of it but i've really liked the recent stuff too um i i do not um I mean, I don't like it as much as she so, she looks so perfect, but I think Young Blood I is like, really fun. I like some of their stuff on their latest album. Um, Teeth from their latest album, I think, was the song I was most excited about, but even that I don't really like, per se. But, like... <laughs> no, but, like, this album, I remember, was kind of a very exciting... An exciting time in pop-punk 
you know, because this was very obviously a boy band. They they were touring with One Direction. And they said, call us a boy band. Yeah. But they also were like, I think they brought out like state champs who like low key are kind of a boy band. And, you know, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really fuck with state champs all that much, but like, you know, it, that was like at the time, state champs was a young band in the scene, and it's like, oh, cool, these guys like this relatively unknown pop punk band, and like, you know, there's all this stuff, and like, you know, these guys could basically tour with. They sound like All Time Low, um, mm-hmm. who we'll get into at a certain point, but like, you know, it was just sort of like, oh, this is cool. And, like, you know, I also really like the song She's Kind of Hot. Yeah, I knew you were going to Like, that's probably my favorite Five Seconds of Summer song. They have another song on this album where they just go, like, Green Day is on the radio, and you're like, cool, fun Mm -hmm. stuff. But I don't know. What is... I'm trying to figure out what the song I liked was. I'll figure it out at some point. I do remember there were some people that were like, oh, this is gonna, like, bring back guitar music. Uh, which, like, is kind of a dumb thing that people talked about at the time. But... Yeah. I mean, I love music that's based in guitar, but I find that to be... When people say that nowadays, I find it to be um, very like, flippant towards black music it's like a way to say like bring back the white music yeah but i love it it when guitar is like in hip-hop or like yeah in pop in the way that like rena sawayama uses it um she's bringing like metal influences i just love saying but i hate it when people are like oh let's get like rock again into the mainstream and i'm like you just want white bands there was a good lyric from frank turner um that's kind of about those bands. The bands that people talk about are bands like the Black Keys and like the Arctic Monkeys and shit. You know, that, those were like, uh-huh. oh, these are guitar bands. And yeah. Frank Turner at the time, he, put a, he had a line in a song where he said, somebody told me music with guitars was going out of fashion and I had to laugh. This shit wasn't fashionable when I fell in love. And it, he's just yeah. like, you know, why do, why do I care if you're not going to like my dumb pop punk songs? Um, I found the yeah. song that I really liked. It was it's called Try Hard, and I think this has to do with a lot of these boy band songs that I liked, where it was the guy is pining after this girl that he like can't have. She's just like too cool, too attractive, too whatever. And it's like if you're a girl hearing that, you're like, that's me. <laughs> do you like emo rap at all? I mean, I listen to Lil Peep sometimes. Um, I don't know you what else to you mean. World. Yeah, sometimes. It's not like the thing that I go to, but I enjoy Because I was going to say, that's like time. what all those songs are about. <laughs> yeah, I Juice, mean... Juice World with the last album is a little bit stepping out of that, but... I mean, I don't listen to all of those songs as like religiously as I did with these because... Right. I'm just listening to a bigger variety of stuff. So it's harder yeah. for me to listen to individual albums for stuff yeah. that I'm not like in love with, but uh, I totally see that. And it's like those stuff, those albums like Lil Peep and I assume Juice World were really influenced by pop punk and emo, yeah, which is a extension of that. 
but also like even like um if you haven't heard of this i'll send it to you lil uzi vert has a song that samples the backstreet boys on his most oh my recent God, album send it to me. oh it's so good i love it um I, although i, I love that that's a thing though like i find that amazing yeah i sent that to um and it, it, it's like a hit song so like it's not like mm-hmm. i just probably field, I, yeah i sent it to Jax, and i was like Oh hey, this is this because also Jax had been like, "Oh, this is uh, an album I, I'm excited to hear about Lil Uzi Vert." And then like I sent her the song, and she's like, "Eh," and I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah, I mean, when it but, comes to like, um, like that emo rap and like some hip hop stuff, I tend to listen to more female artists nowadays, like Megan The Stallion, uh, Cardi B, stuff like that. Um, those aren't emo. <laughs> no, I'm saying just like hip hop. You know I what know. I mean. I liked, um, oh my god, what's her name? She did, oh, Flo Millie. Her latest album was a lot of fun. I don't know if I know her. You should look her up. She's a lot of fun. Um, but with these songs where it's like, oh, you're the cool girl. I'm the loser boy. If you're that girl who has never, to your knowledge, a boy has never liked you, that's something that you like to hear. And it shows that going back to that sexuality it's like oh someone can be sexually attracted to me even though they're literally not talking about you but yeah that um that idea comes up a lot in juice world's music which is why i'm mm-hmm. like pushing it um that being said juice world juice world yeah, i think i would more. like a lot more when i was like 14 because like his stuff <sighs> I want to say he's a little bit better, but he's also like immature and he's kind of like, girls are all the same. And I'm like, I would have loved yeah. that at 14, but like, yeah, which it's is very much, great. yeah. But it's also very much like melodic and nice, but he's just like, oh, you know, I like this girl a lot and she doesn't know I exist. So I'm going to pop a Molly. Yeah, that's the difference versus yeah. these guys are like, <laughs> These guys are like, I'm feeling like a try hard. It's so sad. Boy, the, the rappers are like, well, so I, I hit the blunt and that's it. Yeah, God. Versus, but, uh, like, I'm looking at this music video and they're just like on a roller coaster having fun. I do want to acknowledge that there have been like some allegations between, uh, um, against uh, five, five seconds, seconds of, summer. of summer. Yeah, I, I put this I like together before all of that. I just want to acknowledge it. I haven't followed up with it recently, but I yeah. don't want to go into it without um, bringing it up. Um, well, we we'll, move on to the number yeah, one boy move. band in my life. Um, well, it's fitting because they toured together One Direction, best song ever. <laughs> bought two vinyls of One Direction albums. I got four and made in the AM. I thought you were going to say of this album. No, the, um, I don't think they have this album or if they do, it was like a picture disc, which I don't love. Um, but just the way that they evolved. 
Um, My heart. I'm like vaguely aware of the way they evolved. For me, with One Direction, I just like the bangers. And we talked about Teenage Wasteland by The Who. The song samples Mm -hmm. Teenage Wasteland uh, to great effect. Um, And I mean, this One Direction really hit at a point that I was very happy to accept pop music into my life. (laughs) So like, it was a perfect time just because like, I think it was like, they really started to hit after I graduated high school, right? No, no, because I was in high school when I was, yeah, but I I definitely was like a sophomore when they were on X Factor. I think they were starting to become more popular when you graduated. What Makes You Beautiful was the first one I really remember. What year was that? I'm looking it up now. I feel like it was 2012. Which would be when I graduated high school. Oh, fuck, it was, yeah. It was 2011. Um, yeah. And depending on when in 2011 it was, it might have been, like, end of the year and then, like... Because I remember that being, like, a big song, like, towards the end of the year in the summertime. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I remember this album coming out when I was in college. And two of the girls I was living with were huge One Direction fans. Um. So we, you know, so I would hear, like, the fangirlness. And, like, that was when I would, like, scoff at it and be like, come on, guys, it's midnight. Please yeah. don't scream about One Direction when I'm trying to do my work. Yeah, um, I mean, One Direction, I referred to the fan fiction. I read it on Tumblr. Um, I, I was looking into the Larry Styles uh, conspiracy theories. Larry Stylinson, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, wife? talking about... Larry Stylinson. So this is another part of uh, teen, preteen girls and sexuality when it comes to boy bands. Right. This, um, this phenomenon, as far as I know, really started with Star Trek, but shipping two males, like two male right. characters together in a way to express your own sexuality in a way that isn't threatening to you. And right. I saw that when I was on Tumblr, not necessarily with boy bands, but with um, like characters yeah i mean it didn't really gravitate towards real people until it became like with boy bands i mean people who were fucked up did it with like the jonas brothers but i'm sure it was with like nsync and stuff it's just i wasn't really um aware of it because i was so young but like lord of the rings people did that um harry potter was a big thing with harry and draco but one direction it got out of hand and admittedly i was a part of it but i lurked i wasn't like posting anything but it basically this was like at the height of tumblr when fandom culture on there was just becoming so intense and it got to a point where harry and louie who people thought were secretly together couldn't be photographed with each other really because people just get like yeah, people would just get crazy about it. And, like, Harry has been very supportive of LGBTQ plus stuff. And even back then, I think they were waving rainbow flags. But just in terms of, like, specu- speculating about people's sexuality. Well, I it's think, uncomfortable. Exactly. And know, I think back then. If you're then, on the receiving end. And back then, people were starting to be more open to, um gay people and it was a couple years before gay marriage was um instituted in america and it was this whole thing 
where like gay rights was a huge thing i mean it has been for a while but i think it was just such scrutiny with them that it was so intense and it was it's not a thing to you can easily accept if you're real people like with harry and draco or like with characters on a TV show, like the actors can be like, there's a oh, separation. Like, exactly. There's a separation versus with this. It's like literally their girlfriends would get like hate mail, death threats. Like it was intense. Yeah. And there was recently it came up again because Euphoria did a whole fan scene thing um, where Kat, the ma- one of the main characters, she would write One Direction fan fiction and she did this whole uh, fan fiction that was animated and showed Harry and Louie like basically making out behind the scenes of a concert. And Louie got really upset, which honestly I understand because if that happened to me, I would feel uncomfortable. Like if someone was using my image in a sexual way. Especially on a popular TV show. Exactly. I mean, I understand why it's a touchy thing because you Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, like, you don't want to denounce it because it seems like, oh, you're denouncing the fact that it's gay. But, like, that's not the issue here, at least for me. Like, that's not the issue. It's more like shipping real people is weird if if you're that intense about it. Like, I nowadays, I'm like, even back then, I was like, oh, that would be so cute. I And I liked the conspiracy things because it felt like a fun game. But it's like, I wasn't the one posting about it. Right. You weren't, you were more intrigued and reading about it and like invested in reading about it, but not so much like someone that was like, I have to push this on people. Exactly. And it's like, I was invested too, because I had been with these boys since the beginning. Like I watched the X Factor just on my own before this. And I literally watched them get formed. Yeah. So it was like a big investment for me because I... I would literally find like illegal live streams of these shows and watch them at like three, 4 PM when it was showing um, in the like East coast time, it was three, 4 PM. And it would, it was like a thing that like none of my friends really did either. So it became like a thing very personal to me. Right. It was yours. Exactly. It was mine. And one direction was sort of mine too. And I didn't really talk to my friends at school about it because a lot of people were like, Oh, they're lame. And that person that I talked about before who I had like a big crush on at the time um, was like, oh, I hate them. And I was like, oh, I, I think I know cool who that is, but can yeah, you text me who it is? Yeah, I will. Um, but <laughs> I felt like I had to be like the cool girl and not say who like that I liked them. So I literally lied. Well, I didn't lie. I just like didn't say anything. I was just like, ha right. And it was like a hidden part of me. And Kat and Euphoria sort of has that too, where it's a part of her that no one at school knows. And like, she's very popular online. And I was talking to um, a coworker of mine who was also really into One Direction. She's a couple of years younger than me. And she was actually involved in like making fan fiction. And she was very popular on Tumblr. And a mutual friend of ours... Um, who I will text you also was big in the Glee fandom and like making screen caps and all the stuff. Like this was a way for us to get across our creativity. 
Like this. This is all very interesting. Um, thank you. But like this was a way for us as younger people to express our enthusiasm for something in something that was considered popular, but we could like make our own in specific ways. Yeah. No, I get that. And like, yeah, I don't really have anything so much to say about that. Like there, there's not so much that I can relate to in that sense, just because like, I'm sure Marilyn Manson fan fiction exists. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but that wasn't the alleyways I was going down. Um, I think because as a guy, at least like in terms of your sexuality, not so much that it's encouraged, but it's kind of expected, oh, they're going to watch porn or like something. And like, granted, I ended up watching weird fetish shit that I would find, but like, you know, <laughs> still sort of like the same thing. And granted, I didn't talk about that until I got much older, but like. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go too into mine, but I was sort of ashamed when I was looking for that stuff. Yeah. Versus with guys, it was expected. Um. I wasn't looking so, for the same stuff you were looking for, just to right. clarify. I, 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 <laughs> uh, the artist that, it's an artist that's going to come up later, but um, a friend of mine did tell me uh, when we were in college that she used to write um, self-insert all-time low fan fiction, mm-hmm. uh, which is a whole nother beast that I'm sure existed for One Direction. But like, I remember yeah. she told, yeah. And I remember she like, she like said it with a laugh as like kind of an embarrassing thing but like i get it well it's the mary sue character that's the thing with twilight too that's like pretty much fan fiction for harry potter if i remember correctly and then like cassandra clare i'm pretty sure that was twilight fan fiction and same no that was harry potter fan fiction and then 50 shades of gray that was twilight fan fiction it's all of these mary sue characters who are the blandest girl possible, so you can self-insert yourself. Be the person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever admitted this to anyone, but I've read erotica. Uh, it's like written by and for men, but it's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll talk to you more about this later. <laughs> anyway, let's go to your next pick. <laughs> I'm very glad that we went on that because I didn't really have anything deep to say. I'm like, this is a fun song. It's probably my favorite One Direction song. I guess I'm um, just deeper th- than you, Jamie. Um, something I wanted to say about that song before moving on, uh, Todd in the Shadows, who's a critic that I really like. Oh, yeah. Um, he, when he reviewed Best Song Ever, he said that, oh, it's basically the song Tribute by Tenacious D, and it is. Um <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I also want to highlight the song lyric, and her daddy was a dentist. Do they say that? Yeah. Um, straight, she walked straight, in, straight into the room. She, she walked straight into the room just like she meant it. Said I had a dirty mouth, but she kissed it like she meant it. It was like, and she had a dirty... I, I'm pretty sure there's a thing about a dentist in there. Or yeah, maybe there, a- there is. I just Googled it. Um, Said her name was Georgia Rose and her daddy was a dentist. Said I had a dirty mouth, but she kissed me like she meant it. That's weird. Um, (laughs) I kind of love these weird That sounds like fan fiction. 
Yeah. Um, the thing, though, with these songs, the last thing I'll say about One Direction is I would literally, during our senior alternative gym, when we were able to, like, go to gyms by ourselves and go on treadmills, when I was in, like, my darkest place, when I was basically going through uh, anxiety attacks all the time and I didn't realize it, and just, like, fixating on um, people as a way to go th- get through my other struggles that I was going through, I would literally listen to One Direction songs and, like, cry on the treadmill. Like, over and over again. Because there were these songs that just, like, felt like, like, this is what I'm going through. And it's interesting because with these, like, Jonas Brothers songs, it's like, I I was sort of visualizing myself in that place at a later time versus it's like, with these One Direction songs, senior, like, this is where I am now. Like, I'm actually going through this. Um, so one more thing I do want to say before we transition. I don't have a lot to say on that topic. Uh, because <laughs> that, that's why this podcast now? exists. <laughs> Follow my mosh stories on TikTok. Um, I talk about crying at shows a lot. <laughs> anyway, um... One thing I do want to touch on before moving on, just because, like, this is the last, like, I want to say, like, boy band proper. Um, well, like, you know, English language. English band. language, because we get into some K-pop later. But um, there's a book I really want to read, and it sounds like it's kind of up your alley. Um, it's by Maria Sherman. It's called Larger Than Life, and it's a history of boy bands from New Kids on the Block to BTS. Oh, can you say um, that to yeah, I'll send you a link. It's probably on my um, wish list, but I need to find um, that pop music book that I was talking about too. There's like two that uh, there's like two books that I'm planning on buying after I finish my next two books. Um, but yeah, I'll Facebook message this to you. Okay. Um, but let's move on to your next pick, which is "Touch" by Little Mix. In a feelings I never felt. The way you got me into your spell Don't you keep it out to yourself So won't you take it I feel like for the first time I am not faking Fingers on my buttons and now you're playing Master of anticipation Don't you keep Okay, I, this is another X Factor group and Right uh, so they at first they I think went through a bunch of um, I think they had like an issue with their name or something it was like a similar issue to um, to Fifth Harmony where there was like they came up with a name but then they uh, there was like some something else named that but with Little Mix it was like a charity I don't know but it, oh, it was so it was another thing with One Direction where they were these solo artists put together, but they're still together and they love each other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're like the the opposite of Fifth Harmony where everyone is like, I'm going to be a solo artist. And they clearly like didn't like each other as much, or at least they didn't like specific people quite as much. Yeah. And Touch is just a fucking banger. Um, it's interesting because this is kind of like, this is like the we're now kind of getting more to the modern era of pop music and, Uh you know, just pop music in general. And this really kind of like feels like, 
like it could be like a Cardi B song or like, you know, at yeah. least like with the beat and stuff. So. Oh, the book that I was talking about was The Song Machine Inside the Hit Factory. The Song Machine. Okay. Yeah, it, it's really good. Um, add that to my wish list. So with Touch and Little Mix, this is a song that I can just put on and just like, I'm feeling myself. Like I can just dance around. And It's a vibe. Exactly. And they all have such strong voices. And I think Perry's voice, especially, and she was engaged to Zane from One Direction, which is interesting. But um, she has a lower voice, which I really enjoy because especially I, when I tend you to sing, I have a lower voice, not as low as her sometimes, but it's just a voice you don't generally hear in girl groups. And it's a yeah. voice that I gravitate towards because I relate to it, but also it's just so unique. Um, and with Little Mix 2, I found that they matured their sound over time, like, and their look. Like, when they first started, it was very, like, it was very, like, juvenile looking comparatively. And, like, yeah. I think they've sort of lost their touch a little bit now. Like, the songs aren't quite as good. Like, Black Magic was sort of a transition where... It was a little kid boppy, but in a fun way, and the production was really good. But then Touch is sort of where I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that's kind of like what um, a lot of the the Little Mix songs that I knew coming into this kind of felt like, is they kind of felt very, like, child-friendly, you know, not necessarily, like, very inoffensive. Like they were yeah. in the Trolls movie soundtrack, like that kind of. Yeah. That, kind of that might be the only time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really like the song and it's just so fun. I love the progression of it too. Like a huge thing for me in music is I love when you sort of like the, the song builds and builds. And with this, it's yeah. like the first chorus. It's not quite all there. But then when you hit the second chorus, like all the production comes in and you're just like, oh, it's fun. So these are the notes I wrote. I wrote slightly corny, but I said, <laughs> this also shows how much better our production has gotten since the nineties. I like the synth line and it's great chorus. Yeah. So I, I don't have anything else to say. I just like it a lot. <laughs> um, what is my next thing? Okay. So getting a little problematic. Let's talk about crazy by make out. How much you love acting crazy. crazy. I don't even know what the deal the, is with them, but... So, so the reason I qualified this as a boy band is because it was a band that was sonically trying to capitalize on, like, kind of pop sounds, because you could hear that with the synths and stuff, especially in, like, the spoken word parts in the verses of this song. But also, this band completely rebranded themselves for this album. Interesting. Uh, because they were originally a band called Trophy Eyes. They were on the Warped Tour. They put out like one album. They signed to Rise Records, which is like a rock label. Um, but then they rebranded to be Make Out. The album cover is a 
marble composition notebook um and the songs Which i love are the much aesthetic more, of right it's much more sugary sweet it's supposed to be kind of a throwback you know make you think of like you know maybe an early 2000s like teen movie or something like an american mm-hmm. pie type thing um that being said um this song isn't as bad but this is a band that's come under a lot of heat because another song on this album is called secrets and it it has some pretty awful lyrics i'm Um, guessing it involves underage stuff from what that title well so they've never been outed for anything for anything bad um but they came up on twitter recently because someone did you follow the swimmers debacle yeah swimmers regrets um yeah because i like the regrets yeah so i think it was in response to that um like a production company or something you know maybe a blog created like oh this is a pledge for bands from our scene to sign to vow against sexism which like in theory sounds good, but it also kind of got ripped apart by a lot of people in the scene because it's kind of disingenuous. Um, yeah, like it doesn't mean Make anything Out, if you don't do anything about it. Right, and Makeout was a band that were like, this sounds great, we totally co-sign, whatever. And people were like, sexist, uh, sexist uh, Makeout is signing this pledge to treat women better. And That's like if Eminem song- signed it. <laughs> Right. And the chorus of I'm this imagining. song is, your secrets are not safe with me anymore. You blew it with your bullshit, you fucking whore. And every time I think of you, I'm sick. And I bet you still think that you're the shit, but your secrets are not safe with me anymore. And this isn't like a 2002 song. This is 2017. Sam. Um, and like, it's just like, they got called out on Twitter by Dan Lampton from Real Friends. And granted, this was years ago now, but, and he was like, hey guys, this isn't cool. And he was like, and granted, I've said not cool things before, but I've had people around me that told me, hey, you look like an idiot, you know, and this isn't cool. And then I learned and I got better, but you guys may want to stop playing that song. And they were kind of resistant to it. And reading the, so, on the genius page, it has a quote from they gave to Alt Press, oh which was being cheated on is one of the most brutal things people can go through. It's miraculous how something that you invest so much in, whether it's with time or money or whatever, can be thrown away for something as meaningless as sex. People can be sluts sometimes. The hardest part is accepting that those people don't deserve you. If you know what I'm talking about, you should give this song a less a listen. Which like just yikes. Yeah, I mean maybe. And- they had sex with someone else because you sucked. <laughs> right. And like, I don't know. It's like, like, I talk sometimes about like, you know, I would have loved this song when I was 14. But also when I was 14, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, the girl I like made out with someone else. You blew it with, you know, but I don't know. It's bad. But crazy fun. <laughs> They stopped playing this, but yeah, I added this long before I really knew about that song, and I don't know. So you're a terrible person. 
No. Yeah, but like I play into it. Right. <laughs> what, if I, what if I was like secrets? Replace it on the playlist. God. Um. So Fifth Harmony. Yes. Fifth Harmony. The next is... song is dope. New Jersey tongue, not saying too much. I'm feeling your attitude. That East Coast and babe is driving me crazy, just like it's supposed to do. With hands that could save me, face that could break me, sort of in love with you. But I wouldn't say that to you. And now I'm trying to find the work to tell you I'm feeling shy that it's real. And now I'm trying to find the work. Yeah, so Fifth Harmony is really interesting because this came around at a time when there weren't as many girl groups. And the girl groups were mainly in the K-pop scene. Um, right. And they came in, like, I don't know, like, third place on the American X Factor. And their performances were so childlike, but they did a really good version of Anything Can Happen. And even though it was, like, really childish, like, Camilla Cabello had this huge-ass bow on her head that looked terrible. Like, just the harmonies were really good. Like, that wasn't meant to be a joke. But you could just tell that there was, like, something going on. And Dope is a song where I think it was, like, a bonus track where it was, like, it's a, it's a like, deep cut. But it's, like, a Jack yeah. Antonoff-produced song. It's so fucking good. Like, I just feel so relaxed when I listen to it. And I think it's better than a lot of their singles. But it's, like, with so- Chip Harmony... I like them, but I felt like they were trying too hard a lot of the time. And with this, it I just feels chill. Um, so I didn't love this song. That being said, I loved the lyrics to the chorus. Uh-huh. Um, and that was really kind of it. I think, Like you kind of said, I don't know if trying too hard is the right term, but like, I end up feeling like fifth... Ho- <sighs> Well, you said it before, Fifth Harmony were a group that didn't really like each other. It's so and it's I harmony, that, but they're super dissonant. <laughs> well, like, you know, I think the fact that like they're not that in fa- invested in it kind of shows. Yeah. I mean, also just look at the album cover for this. They're in completely different outfits. I mean, their styling was just garbage from the start. But it's like they were never really cohesive. Um, And they had some, they had a few hit songs like Sledgehammer was fun, Work From Home was fun. But especially when they were starting out like Boss, Michelle Obama, like all, like some of that stuff was just like very like, this is girl power. Like sort of the version of like this commercialized feminism that didn't feel genuine. Like it didn't feel like they were doing it. It was more like Simon Cowell was pushing this. And this song to me is just like more low key. And it just felt like that they were actually doing something that they liked. Yeah. And it was sort of buried, but I just, I just listened to this song over and over again, instead of a lot of their other ones. Um, and I also yeah. want to acknowledge Camilo Cabello kind of has some issues in the past uh, in terms of some racist things that she's posted. And I, I honestly think she's a bit annoying. Um, Wait, what has she posted? She called Normani the N-word in um, Facebook messages. 
I think Normani mm. is so fucking talented. She just needs a hit single. Motivation should have been it. That music video is so cool. I love all her duets that she does. I just really need her to get a hit single. Because she has it all. Like, she is a great dancer. She just has a ton of charisma. Like, just attitude. Like, so I saw Ariana Grande in concert and Normani opened up for her. And I love Ariana. And I think she was, like, going through a lot of stuff at the time. But Normani just had, like, ten times the stage present at that at that moment. And she only had, like, one person, I think, like, playing drums on stage with her versus Ariana had, like, all these dancers. And Normani, right. you just, like, couldn't take your eyes off of her. Um, so should I give Normani a listen? I think so, yeah. I mean, her song with Sam Smith is just, like, it's so good. And then Motivation is just so fun. There's this moment in the video where she, like, throws a basketball. She hits it with her butt, and then it goes in. It's so fun. Um, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't know if you'd love it, love it, but it's just like, it's that throwback kind of vibe where she's inspired by Destiny's Child, like literally a a shot and the clothing she's wearing in the video is very res- reminiscent of Crazy in Love. And she shows herself in the beginning watching um, 106 in Park. And it's just showing the influence that all these 2000 boy bands and girl bands that we were talking about had on this current group of musicians because these people are like our age or close to our age yeah oh that's the thing that mind fucks me now with music that i like is like when i hear a new band and i'm like oh this person's 22 yeah it's so interesting um, because this this will be a small tangent but like when i was watching reality tv when i was a kid and say they're 18 like on america's next time i would be like they're so old they're such an adult and now i go back and watch those clips that people post of like can you like do you remember how terrible tyra was to these girls and i'm like oh they were 18 going through that i was a child at 18 like i can't even imagine Completely, yeah. It's one and of those being things. Thrown where, into the entertainment scene, like, ugh. Yeah. Well, we all kind of like treat these people like adults when really they're kids. I mean, we and, don't I treat mean, them like, like people. It's the thing we treat them as dolls. That's true. Like yeah. I was saying, like I actually saw Camila Cabello in an elevator once at a hotel, and it was very weird. Just yeah, I've I've seen celebrities before, and they've like um like for work they've come in and stuff, and I've gotten more used to it. But the first couple times you see them, it's like very odd, like seeing someone that you've only seen on screen, like only flat, yeah. like two D appear to you, and yeah. you're like, oh, you're a real person. That's the thing. People yeah. forget that they're real people, and that like. Your favorite celebrity, they're, like, doing something right now. They might be on the toilet. It's like they're a real person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, that's been a thing that, like... Granted, I'm mostly just talking to, like, comedians and sometimes musicians and stuff. But, like, you know, I kind of, like, have learned, like, oh, hey, I know how to, like, talk to people. And, like, again, realizing that people are really just, like, people. Exactly. Because, like... When I interviewed, um, I can say it because it's published, uh, Taylor <laughs> Tomlinson, 
you know, we had a little bit of an exchange at the start of our call. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you are, because we're the same age. And I'm like, oh, this like feels kind of like if I was talking to any other random 25 year old. So, but yeah, anyway, (laughs) let's roll on into my next pick. Uh, Best boy band since One Direction. District by Brockhampton. Let me from away in a distance, from myself, high in a distance, from you, lying in a distance, with a wrist of some diamonds a mixing. If I can't find time to get my heart out, would you stop a man when we slow the world down? Would you hold it down for me with my heart pal? Ain't no telling who tell us I kind of car now. Let me from away in a distance, from myself, high in a distance, from you, lying in a distance, with a wrist of some diamonds a mixing. If I can't find time to get my heart out, the thing with Brockhampton is, I feel like you brought them up to me a while ago, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And I listened to a few songs. I think they just weren't the right songs for me. When I heard Sugar, I was like, fuck yeah. And when I saw that performance of all places on the Ellen show, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> Well, that was kind of when, because that's their most recent album, right? Mm-hmm. I got to check. That kind of, like, got a lot of respect. And, like, that that's their pretty emo album. Um, and admittedly, I, I haven't love. spent a lot of, I haven't spent a lot of time with that album because that's not necessarily what I come to Brockhampton for. Um, but the only reason I included Brockhampton in this is because they themselves called themselves a boy band. Which I love. Um, yeah. Uh, because and they're... These, no, you go. Uh, they're not kids that, you know, are necessarily... I mean, I, I obviously think that there's some listening to, like, you know, that 90s stuff in here, but, like, they didn't get together thinking, like, oh, we want to be a boy band. They got together because they met on, like, a Kanye West subreddit. And they were like, oh, we like Kanye West. And, like, we like, like, Odd Future. And, like, they really kind of captured the... That makes so much sense. (laughs) I could be a little bit wrong. But, like, that's my understanding. And, like, that's what I have in my head. But, like, they do really well in capturing, you know we all talk about the excitement of, you know, teenage girls screaming at a boy band, but like hip hop fans, depending on the artist can be just as intense. Like Mm -hmm. people that stand Kanye West are psychos. And like, I say, I say that as someone that loves Kanye West and like, he's fallen off a little bit more recently. I went to Uh, the premiere of the famous music video at the forum. Yeah. And seeing the people there that were going insane, I was just like, this is a bit much. And also, especially after seeing that video, I was like, this is fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think that, like, you know, that sense of excitement and love that you have is similar. And, like, a thing that Brockhampton does really well is they kind of have the same, they kind of give me the same level of excitement that I have when like Kanye West ha- not really anymore because I don't think his next album is going to be very good but like excuse me like when like Life of Pablo was dropping or like when like a Tyler the Creator announces he's going to put out a new album because mm-hmm. like I'm like oh these are artists that are constantly innovating and changing and mm-hmm. I want to listen to 
and hear what they have to do next. And like Brockhampton, kind of the same thing. And they address issues within their band quickly and they're honest yeah. and upfront. And they're the most modern out of any of the, the other people on this list. Yeah. And even though they're like a group, I like feel connected to Kevin Abstract because he's mm-hmm. pretty straight up and like, you know. And the thing about Kevin Abstract, he's maybe you could say the front man, he's a gay black man. Yeah. That in itself is amazing. Yeah. And you don't see that, you don't see that in boy bands. And again, you could argue against, you know, Brockhampton being a boy band because they're not a, you know, uh, inorganically formed group, but they themselves are like, we're a boy band. And fuck you if you don't like that. And they're more of like a Um, collective too at times, right? Like people come in and out collaborating with them. Yeah, well, they kind of, they act the way, you know, a a regular rap group would where, like, you know, not every rapper is on every track, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone has a contribution on a different song, and I think that's fine. This one, I feel like just, this song in particular, one, I love it, you know, and it has the line that I love from Joe, but praise God, hallelujah, I'm still depressed. Um... But, like, you know, this kind of incorporates a little bit of everyone. But then there are songs that are just, like, oh, Kevin Abstract is just, like, singing over an acoustic guitar or, you know, someone's just spitting a verse and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad I got to gush about Brockhampton for a little bit. I'm glad you did, too. I need to revisit uh, Ginger. Um, yeah, I listened to more of their of older stuff after that, and I enjoyed it. It's just, yeah, I need to listen to more of the full albums, I think. Yeah, the first three albums are just a lot of fun, in my opinion. And Iridescence has moments that it is, and moments that it isn't. But, like, you know, I think that, like, I don't know, they're cool. I mean, I like emo shit. Praise God, hallelujah, I'm still 